Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Thanks to Tyler Dunn for joining us to finish off the 5 o'clock hour. He joined us on the BetQL guest hotline. Sports betting has come to Maryland. Don't place that first bet without checking with BetQL. BetQL analyzes every game to find you the most profitable betting opportunities. Get three free days of BetQL access by downloading the BetQL app or visiting BetQL.com. So appreciate him for joining us. Thought it was interesting that he said that he believes the Lions could go all the way this year. So that's going to be something to watch because I've been – Kind of holding out on the Lions, but maybe I'm wrong. But let's hop back into this game tomorrow that everyone around here cares about. Your burgundy and gold. The Commanders taking on the Philadelphia Eagles up in Philly. What are the keys to a win? Who are some players to watch? What are your predictions? 800-636-1067. Feel free to give us a call on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. Again, 800-636-1067. Or you can tweet me at Toby underscore Altizer. So let's start with the keys to the game. And again, like I said, starting the show, it's just a weird feeling all week where this team's 2-1 and one going into this matchup. You're going up against a 3-0 and o Eagles team that hasn't looked their best, and yet it feels like there's no chance. I don't know if there's been a game where they're not in a horrible space. Like, they are 2-1. and one. Yes, they got blown out, but it's not as if they're an 0-3 team taking on a 3-0 and o team. They're one game behind. And yet, it feels like there's just no chance going up to Philly. But what are their chances? What do they have to do to win this game? Because I do think that you can find a way. Last year, there wasn't much of a chance when they went up to Philly. At least that's what we thought. And they walked up there and found a way to win the football game. So what are the keys to a win this week in Philadelphia? Number one, it's really a lot of the game plan that they had last year. Control the time of possession. Their offense is clearly better than your offense. But find a way to just keep them off the field. Running the football, long drives. Don't try to get into a shootout. Because if you get into a shootout where Philly's putting up 35 points... I just feel like with their front four going up against Washington's offensive line, combine that with Sam still being a young starter, I don't feel like you're going to be able to match that. So try to keep the scoring low, and the best way to do that, just hold the ball. Just have the ball more than what Philly does. And that's what happened last year. If you remember, some of the time of possession numbers throughout the game were just absurd how much Washington was holding the ball compared to Philly. I think that's a big key. Control the time of possession. Second thing for me, take advantage of opportunities. When something pops up, when Jalen Hurts makes a mistake, or there's an opportunity to punch the ball free, or you're deep down the field and you're one-on-one with a DB, you got to make the plays. This isn't one of those games where you can have opportunities and miss a few and still find a way to win. That's not going to be the case this week. 
you're not going to have loads and loads of opportunities. So when they're there and available, you're going to have to make sure that you make the play. And that's something that we haven't necessarily seen out of this defense yet. We've seen players have the ball in their hands and drop them. Cam Curl had a chance in this past game against Buffalo. I understand that's kind of difficult because Josh Allen put some serious juice on it. But he got his hands on the football, wasn't able to make the pick. You had it happen multiple times in the Arizona game where guys had the ball in their hands. They're unable to catch it. You can't have those sorts of things this week defensively. Who knows? Maybe Jalen Hurts doesn't give you any chances, but if he does, make the most of your opportunities. Next thing, don't give Philly's offense and defensive line chances to dominate the game. So first, with their offensive line, you've got to stop the run. You've got to stop the run. We saw the game that Philly played last week where they're showing huge holes that you could literally drive a car through with DeAndre Swift just Zooming through the middle of them. You cannot have the offensive line for Philadelphia making those sorts of holes this week against Washington's defensive line. Find a way to make sure you can stop the run. Make Jalen Hurts beat you with his arm. And he probably will. He probably can. But make him do it. Make him work from inside the pocket as well. Contain him. Contain Jalen Hurts. Don't let him run around. Keep him in the pocket. Make him beat him. Beat you with your, your his arm. If he beats you with his arm, you live with it. It's something that you you just live with it, right? I mean, if they get going on the ground and you just can't stop them, well, then you're just getting outbeat at the line of scrimmage and you're just getting manhandled. You got to find a way to make sure that doesn't happen. Make Jalen Hurts beat you with his arm. And then on the offensive side of the ball, how do you keep their defensive line at bay? Use the quick game and run the football. Don't do anything too crazy. Run the ball as much as you can. If it's not effective, use the quick game. Don't be ashamed of throwing five-yard routes time and time and time and time and time again. Be patient, be disciplined, and understand it might take a while to move the ball down the field, but just keep doing it. Five yards at a time. It's okay. Run the clock. Keep making quick completions. Don't give them a chance to get into the backfield and hit Sam. Because guess what? As good as Buffalo was last week in their defense, It's a better front you're facing this week. So if you're going to have the same issues you did last week, nine sacks, you might have to bump that up if they continue to do the same thing. So find a way to get the ball out quickly. Use the quick game and use screens. I don't know where it went last week. I don't know why that wasn't a part of the game plan. Maybe it was something to do with Buffalo's defense. But find a way to use the screen game. Find a way to take advantage of of the fact that they're going to have some aggressive rushers. They've got really good rushers. Reddick, Jalen Carter is spectacular. Electric Cox, Brandon Graham. Take advantage of some of their aggressiveness because they're going to understand that EB is not much on running the football. They're still going to try to stop the run, but they understand what we've seen through three games is the same thing they're seeing. They like to pass the football. They're going to be aggressive. Find a way to slow them down. Maybe chip as well. Just find a way to not let them dominate the line of scrimmage. They might win at the line of scrimmage on both the offensive and defensive lines. They might win, but don't let them dominate the game. If they run the ball okay, that's fine. But don't let them go for 200 yards on the ground or a buck 50, popping off eight eight each time they hand it off. Don't let that happen. Don't let them come in here and get 10 sacks on Sam Howell. Don't let them pressure him 
on 60% of dropbacks. Find a way to just neutralize them enough that you can stay in the game. I think those are some things that you need to watch. Those are some keys to the game. Control the time of possession. Take advantage of opportunities when they're in front of you. And don't give Philly's offense and defensive line a chance to dominate the game because if you give them that chance, they will. We've seen it for Philly multiple times this season where maybe they haven't had the best game going, but once they just start dominating on that line, they start making plays, and especially their offensive line. This defensive line cannot let them take over this game. You have four first-rounders on that defensive line that's supposed to be your strongest unit on the football team you cannot let them come out and dominate this football game, or it's just it's just not a recipe for success for this football team. This team should be living off of the success behind that defensive line, and if they can't do it against Philly, I'm sorry, you're not living up to what you're getting paid for. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, I want to give you some players to watch, some of my X-Factor players. Also, we'll give you our predictions couple more segments here, about a half hour before we turn it over to Nationals Baseball. Keep it tuned right here to 106.7 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Final half hour here on 106.7 The Fan before we turn it over to some Nationals baseball. Wrapping up the season, final two games of the year. Talking about... Commanders game tomorrow in Philadelphia. You can give us a call, 800-636-1067 on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. You can also tweet me at Toby underscore Altizer. Let's get out to the phone lines before I give you some of my X-Factor players. Let's bring in Lou from D.C. Lou, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, Toby? How you doing, my man? Pretty good. How you doing, Lou? Pretty good as well. Um, 
it all come down to like you know the week of preparation, especially that defensive back. I mean, like the defensive side of the ball. Like, I would like to see some you know package exotic blitz from Jack. It's something that we don't get to see. Like, if we do blitz, like we got burned last week, but. I mean, we especially when we play uh, like uh, a quarterback that can scramble. Like you got to have somebody to watch that guy all game, and I, I feel like we we don't do that. And uh, it showed last week by you know not you know not containing that quarterback, keep running around plays and making throws and you know things like that. So I just want to see us executing and, uh, on the defensive side. As far as Sam goes, man, it all come down to protection. If they protect him, I feel like we could, you know, we could beat anybody. But he can make the throws, and uh, and I don't have any, you know, I can't complain about the guy because he just he's young, and uh, all we all we got to do is protect the guy. If not this year, hopefully next year. And uh, I want to see, man. I just want to see us being aggressive, especially on the defensive side, man. I, I just don't know how we how we be a top five defense year after year, but we don't even win 10 games. Like it just, it don't sound right to me. And I just, I'm fed up with this guy uh, who called him defensive uh, uh, play. So hopefully he get a right this uh, Sunday. And uh, that's what I want to see, man. Real Appreciate quick, you my real, call, real quick, Lou, yeah, you got yeah, a, you got a prediction for Sunday. Oh, uh, <laughs> you put me in a tough situation, but <laughs> I'm going with us, man. I'm going to go with like, Ah, uh, jeez, uh, that defense, Philly defense. I, I go, I go twenty-eight, twenty-four, man. I, I, I gotta go with us, man. I'm not saying Philadelphia on, on, <laughs> on the radio. <laughs> I love it, Lou. Appreciate the phone call, man. You, you got it, buddy. Yeah, I mean, we'll see when we get to our predictions. I haven't written down anything yet. I haven't really thought through it, but I'm gonna have a hard time saying Philly too. So maybe I'm gonna have to be in the same boat as Lou. But some of my X Factor players to watch this week. We'll stick with kind of the point that he made. And I don't necessarily need exotic blitzes, but last week, their game plan against Josh, I just don't think was it. And John Allen was on with the Junkies the day after the game and basically said their plan for Josh Allen was just to find a way to contain him with the four guys up front. Obviously, four first-rounders. Find a way to make it work with those guys. I feel like the linebackers on this team are relatively poor at everything. (laughs) Honestly, I just don't think the linebackers are very good. So find something they're good at. And I can tell you one thing that Jamin Davis is good at. He's good at spying the quarterback. I thought he was pretty good at that against Denver. I thought he did a good job against Russell Wilson. Now, Russell Wilson's not prime Russell Wilson. He's not not even Josh Allen or Jalen Hurts. He's not like those guys anymore. But put Jamin Davis on the field and just have him spy Jalen Hurts. Don't let him get free, keep Jalen Hurts in the pocket, make him beat you with his arm. And I think Jamin Davis can be an X factor in this game by just simply keeping Jalen Hurts at bay and not letting him run around. I think that might be a key to this game is letting those guys do their thing up front and letting Jamin Davis spy the quarterback. And then while we're at it, John Allen and Deron Payne, I think are a big key to this game. Like I said earlier, You cannot let Philly's offensive line start dominating this game by just running the football all over you. Eight a pop, nine a pop, 20 a pop. You cannot let them just continue to turn around and hand the ball to DeAndre Swift or Kenneth Gainwell and let them just rip off run after run after run. You have to find a way to stop the run, and that starts with John Allen and Deron Payne. You cannot let them 
dominate the line of scrimmage. Those guys have to play better than they did last week. So I think defensively, those two guys up front, Jamin Davis, and then it's not a specific player. I can't name you any guy, but whoever covers Devontae Smith, please don't let him dominate this team like he has in his career. So in four games against Washington in his career, Devontae Smith has 20 receptions, 302 yards, and two touchdowns. That's basically five for 75 every single time. Please don't let Devontae Smith go off. He has more receptions and yards against Washington than he does any other team. Please don't let Devontae Smith go off. Please. Obviously, A.J. Brown on the other side is their number one guy, and he's spectacular. Find a way to stop him. But Devontae Smith seems to have Washington's number. Find a way to slow him down. So, again, just going through, stop the run. Guys up the middle, Ron Payne, John Allen. Jamin Davis, I think they should spy the quarterback. I think they should spy Jalen Hurts and keep him from getting out and running around and find a way to slow down Devontae Smith. Offensively, I think Jahan Dotson is a guy, and I talked about him earlier. You've got to find a way to get him involved. But I was listening to G&D the other day. They were talking to a guy that covers the Eagles, and Avante Maddox is a guy that got hurt in the preseason, a torn pec, and he's a guy that played in the slot for them. And I believe their safety they kind of had filled in since Maddox went down is out this week as well. So take advantage of that. Put Jahan in the slot and let him cook. Or whoever's in the slot, let him cook. Let him take advantage of guys in the middle of the field. I think that they have an opportunity to get some stuff done over the middle, whoever's getting covered in the slot. Obviously, Darius Slay is still spectacular, but find some work against some other guys, and I think they can get some they can get some decent gains, and it doesn't have to be anything crazy down the field but they can make their living across the middle of the field with some of these wide receivers. Just find a way to get those guys open. And then I've spent plenty of time talking about this guy today, Brian Robinson. Run the ball with B-Rob. Just run the ball. Let them control the line of scrimmage. Let Brian Robinson control the time of possession. And another thing that you can talk about with this linebacking core for Philly is they're a bit undersized. They do have great people up front, no doubt about it. Fletcher Cox, Jalen Carter's already establishing himself as one of the best interior defensive linemen in the league. But find a way to get past that first level and get to the second level and let B-Rob eat. I think that there are some ways that they can win this football game, and I think it's going to be because you run the ball with Brian Robinson. I think you take advantage of the fact that they have some undersized linebackers. They have some struggles in the middle of the field with their cornerbacks and safeties. So take advantage of that with Jahan Dotson. And then defensively, you've got to let your guys play free and fast, but don't let Jalen Hurts just do whatever he wants to do. Don't let Jalen Hurts be back there like Josh Allen was last week. You've got to get pressure, but you've also got to contain him. Because last week you didn't either with Josh Allen. This week, if you don't do it again, you're going to have the same results again. It's not going to be as easy this week to stop them either in the run game. I thought last week they did an okay job till the end of stopping them in the run game. It's going to be a difficult task to go up to Philly. I think they can still get it done, but you still have to go up there and you have to work your tails off. I think that this is a very tall task for this football team. And as much as we can talk about these guys, the number one X-Factor player in this game without any question, is going to be Sam Howell. How does Sam bounce back from last week? 
nine sacks, four picks. How does he bounce back? From everything we've heard, he's a resilient guy. He's mature. He learns from his mistakes. But how does he grow off of last week? Is he gun shy? Does he start getting a little bit antsy in the pocket? Do we start noticing that he gets hit more than any other quarterback in the National Football League? Like, what are we going to see from Sam this week? Because I feel like this is a big week in his development. You've got winnable games coming up after this. So maybe it's not the most important thing that he goes up there and balls out against Philadelphia and wins. But I still think this is a huge test for a guy coming off his worst performance as a professional. At home, he's going on the road to Philly, a hostile environment. How does he react? How does he improve off of last week? Because I feel like there are some simple things that he could do to just simply be better than he was last week. And it's not like the stuff that he was doing was just absolutely unfixable. He's still a guy that can be an NFL starting quarterback. And I I was listening to JP's podcast, JP Finley's podcast, and I thought Mitch Tischler did a really good job of bringing this up, and that when players talked this week about various things with the offense, Terry McLaurin or other receivers, they talked about maybe some of the spacing and they need to still learn the offense and still figure things out. Not once did you hear one of these guys throw Sam under the bus. And maybe that's just a mark of maturity. Maybe there's, you know, maybe they don't truly believe in Sam. Who knows? But they haven't shown that. They haven't said a word about Sam Howell because it sounds like everyone is still behind him. So I think that Sam can still be the guy to get it done, but he's going to have to show growth in this game. If he stands back there and holds the ball and pats it time after time after time like he did against Buffalo, they're in trouble because he's not going to be able to have all day back there because this Philly front is just too good. So he's going to have to get the ball out quicker. He's going to have to make decisions quicker. I need to see him start throwing with some anticipation. The one thing that I feel like Sam has struggled with this year, more so than anything else, is just trusting what's going on in front of him. I feel like at times he's seeing it, he's just not letting it go. I would at least hope that's the case. You heard that some talked about in training camp where he's just got to trust it. He's seeing it. He's just got to trust it. I feel like that's starting to show up a little bit in games. If he sees something, just let it fly. If he sees a guy is going to come open, let it fly. And then I think EB also needs to be a little bit better this week as well and just how he comes up with the game plan. I think that this is a really tough task for this team this week, but this is also a nice challenge for this young team to show whether they're up for it or not. Because if you go up there and just get your butts whooped again, well then... Maybe we're wasting our time on this team, honestly. But if you can go up there and you can show that you're competitive and you can show that you're ready for this sort of thing, then you've got some momentum going into the next couple of games. I mean, this is a team that has played Philly well. Played Philly well. This is a team last year that should not have been able to go up to Philadelphia and beat the Eagles, and they did it. So build off what you did last year. I know it's a lot of new guys, new quarterback, new offensive coordinator, but use some of that same stuff. Use that same sort of game plan. Don't try to get too cute. This doesn't have to be a pretty win. It's probably going to be an ugly win if you go up there and find a way to win it. But find a way to make it so that in the fourth quarter, down to the last stretch, you've got a chance to win it. I think that's what you can ask for out of this football team. Just try to keep it close and give your guys a chance. I think that's got to be the message. And I mean, honestly, if you're the offense... 
you have to plan on going out there and scoring, like Lou said, probably 28 points. At least 24 points. Because I don't think it's realistic to ask this defense to hold down the Eagles to under three touchdowns. I think they're going to find a way to move the ball. Just don't let them dominate. Don't let them dominate. Don't give up the big plays. And just try to find a way that when you're in the fourth quarter, you can drag your butt across the finish line like EB says all the time. Just find a way. I guess if you were going to find and come up with a mantra for this week for the team, it'd be find a way because it's not going to be easy. But I do believe they have a chance. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll give you our predictions for the game tomorrow afternoon as well as get you ready for Nats and Braves, the second to last game of the year next here on 106.7 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Final segment here before we turn it over to Nationals and Braves, the second-to-last game of the year. It's time to make our predictions for the Commanders-Eagles game tomorrow. Again, Toby Altizer with you for another 10 minutes. You want to give your predictions, feel free, 800-636-1067 on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. You can also tweet me at Toby underscore Altizer. Mike, this is a hard one, dude. Like I've been saying, it's been a weird week where this is a 2-1 and football team going up against a 3-0 and team, and it just feels like there's not a lot, of ho- a lot of hope for the Commanders this week. What's your predictions? When everyone zigs, I zag. So if everyone's saying Eagles are going to go and uh, you know just take care of the Commanders, nope, not so fast. Let's pump the brakes. The Eagles were undefeated uh. last year. They were 11-0. and we went to Philly, Monday night football, all eyes were on us. We knocked them off. Uh, you know, less eyeballs are going to be on this game because everyone's expecting us to get blasted and it's just a one o'clock regular, you know, standard kickoff game. Uh, I might be a little delusional saying this. Might be a lot of delusional saying this. But yeah, give me commanders outright to go there and win. Final score, 2017. I think Love AJ it. Brown's going to have a silly game because when they played last year, he only had one catch for seven yards. He's going to get his. But that being said, we got it. We got to have pace throughout the game. We have to run the ball, take our shots when they come about, play good defense, get a, get a hold of Jalen Hurts. Just yeah. Let's. Who's gonna be your player of the game? Who who's the X factor player or players? Okay, for two on offense. I mean, Sam Howell. If if we win, he he has yeah, to play Sam, well. Sam, yeah, yeah. Clearly. Okay, Brian Robinson and Jahan Dotson. I think Jahan is finally gonna have his breakout Stole my game. Notes. My bad. I, I mean, I didn't see your notes, but yeah, I would say Jahan Dotson, Brian Robinson. Uh, defensively, um, I would say John Allen. 
and Emmanuel Forbes. Give me Emmanuel Forbes interception on Sunday. Love it. Yeah. I love the optimism, and this pains me so much because I hate doing this. I want to be the homer and say that Washington's going to go up there and win, but I just don't feel it. I think they're going to build off of last week. I do think they're going to be better. I don't know. Give me 28-14 Philly. And I just hate it. I just hate every part of it. I can't I cannot stand that I said that, but I what I think. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with trusting your gut and being honest. It just hurts. It <laughs> I'd hurt hearing it. it. It only would hurt more if it were Dallas, but it still hurts. I don't know about you, but I never have had experienced like the full Dallas Washington rivalry in its peak. But I understand it. So Dallas is still my number one hated team. Philly is like right behind. Like if it were a scale of one to ten and Dallas is a ten, they're like a nine point eight. Philly. I would completely agree with that, except for last year. I think the Giants just edged them out as the second most hated team, in my opinion. Because Philly. Yeah, like just when they came here. And it was, you know, we were both 7-5-1, and one, and whoever wins is basically going to the playoffs. And they just came here and stole our thunder. Ever since then, I just See, I think it's funny the because the Giants remind me a little bit of the Mets in the Nationals division in that I don't really care about them. And then when they're good, I just hate them. But when they go back to sucking, I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> like, yeah, the Giants are always, they're just, I guess you're right, they're just a little bro. They're, they're harmless. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't, like this year, I don't think they're very good, so I'm like, I don't want them to win, but I don't hate them. Like I'm just like, but if they were, you know, last year in the playoffs, oh, I couldn't stand them. But this year, it's like, eh, whatever. So, but for me, Philly is way up there. So it hurts almost as much as saying Dallas would win. I'll go twenty-eight fourteen, but I pray I'm wrong. I really do. I I just, I think they're going to struggle to control the line of scrimmage on both sides. I think that Philly is going to find a way whether it's a close game and then eventually they wear down the defensive line and then they start running it in the fourth quarter. I just think at some point or another, Philly's line is going to take over the game and maybe it's a, they get a nice pressure and get a sack on Sam and he fumbles or they force a pressure and he throws another pick or something like that. I just feel like at some point during the game, Philly's lines are going to take over and it's just going to be too much for Washington. Yeah, I really hope Philly sleeps on us like they did last year. I don't think they will because of last year, like how we went in and you know took the took away their zero. But I, yeah, I'm really just praying that they're they saw last week's highlights and they were like, yeah, no, Commanders aren't anything to be worried about. And then we just go there and absolutely rip their hearts out. Yeah, again, I pray I'm wrong because it just pains me. But you went, what'd you say, 2017? Yep, 2017. You got 2017 Washington. I got 2814 Philly. It pains me, but. That's what we're going with. I do want to talk a little bit about the Nationals before we turn it over to the broadcast today. Last night's Nationals game was funky because I didn't feel like I recognized that Nationals team. And credit to Josh Wetzel, who's filling in for Dave Jagler yesterday and today. And he's like, before the game, you know, maybe they can hit some home runs. Maybe that's something that can set them apart today. Maybe that's something that they can do here at Truist Park, where the Braves have obviously hit a lot of home runs, but it's been a homer-friendly park. And I was like, well, I don't know about that. Listening to it. And what do you know? The Nationals yesterday hit five home runs, something that they haven't done all season. The lane train went deep. 
Kabert Ruiz went deep. Carter Keyboom went deep. Dom Smith went deep. And Jake Alou went deep. Maybe they can keep swinging some hot bats. And like I said earlier, it was so big, in my opinion, for the Nationals to get to win number 70. And I'm glad they didn't do it on Sunday because I, I wanted to at least be able to partake in it, you know? So I'm glad they got to number 70, and I'm not nervous about Sunday's game having to get there. And the reason I care about that 70th win it's not just because it's a, a round number. And if you win 68 games, you're a very bad baseball team. Let's just be honest. You're a very bad baseball team. But if you win 70, I know it's only a couple games difference. You're still not very good. But for a team that's clearly rebuilding, a, a team that wasn't even supposed to win maybe more than 62 games, so they were expected to lose at least 100. To get to 70 wins just feels like a huge step forward. And that's why I think it's big for me. It feels like when you look back on this season, maybe three and four years from now, it's something where you can look back and say, hey, they took that step forward. And it's pretty clear because you went from last season where you were a 100-loss team to now being a 70-win ball club. And I feel like that's something that you can bank on. If you'd only won 65 games or 68 games, it's something where three and four years from now, if things still aren't going the best, you could look back and say, well, maybe they overrated what was going on. Maybe you got a little bit too happy with a complacent season and some guys showed some promise, but maybe we were just being a little bit homerish to think that things were going in the right direction. I feel like 70 wins is a nice round number to tell you, yes, there's still lots of work to do. There's still lots this team needs to do to improve. But at the same point, they're moving in the right direction. And you're seeing it from the young guys. And you're seeing it from guys that are going to be a part of the future of this team, even in the minor leagues. But you also started to see the results on the field. Because obviously you wanted to see the, the growth of the young guys, but the team was just playing better. They're playing better defensively. They're making the right plays. They're making the plays when they're there. They're playing well. It was something for a stretch there where they look like a good ball club. It's something that I don't know that people expected this year. So it's a credit to the Nationals for getting to that win number 70 tonight, the second-to-last game of the year. Starting pitchers, Joanna Doan for the Nationals. He comes in with a 2-4 and four record, a 6.42 ERA. He's an interesting one. He's playing basically for a, a spot maybe in the rotation next year or sticking around with a big league club. So these last... His last start of the year is important for him to show, once again, what he's got. He's kind of had an up-and-down year where some starts he's been really good and then some starts he's been really bad. So that's going to be interesting, and it's going to be a tough task for the Nationals tonight. Maybe they can hit some home runs, but they're going to strike out a lot tonight as well. Spencer Strider on the mound for the Braves. It's going to be going to be a fun one tonight to listen to Charlie and Josh, and Dave will be back in the booth, but it's crazy to think that all 162 are going to be done tomorrow. <laughs> it's crazy to think that we've already gotten to the point that October's here. Baseball is about to go into the postseason. You uh, you a big baseball guy? You going to be watching postseason ball? Oh, yeah. I love postseason. You an I'm O's fan? You cheering for the O's? or? Um, Yeah, I'll root for the O's just because, you know, they're closest proximity-wise. And then uh, you might hate me for saying this, but I do like the Dodgers when it comes to postseason. I actually don't hate the Dodgers. I'm not that guy. I just... I'll tell you one thing. I, I like the O's. I just want the Braves to get knocked out ASAP. <laughs> I will be thrilled if the Braves just, I don't care who wins. 
don't let it be the Braves or don't let it be the Phillies. Anyone in the NL East, don't let it be that. Just can't deal with it. That's going to do it for us today. Appreciate you guys hanging out. Appreciate Mike for all the hard work behind the scenes. I'll be back again at points next week. I pray I'm wrong. I really do. I pray I'm wrong on the prediction, but let's go burgundy and gold tomorrow. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.